0: We are continuing in Parak Aleph, Mishnah Ches. Chapter One, Mishnah Eight. Yehuda ben, ben, ben Tamei and Shimon ben Sheftach received from their teachers. Yehuda ben Tamei over. Yehuda ben Tamei says, "Al tas atzmechol hadayonin." Literally, again, do not make yourself like a lawyer. We'll see what that means in just a moment. Ukeshiyu When the litigants stand before you, you be necha You should view them both as wicked. But when they take leave of you, you be nechal kizak coin. There she like righteous in your eyes. Kibolay Nesadin once they have accepted the ruling. So what does this mean? So let's analyze it. So what does it mean? So obviously, the Mishnah seems to be speaking directly to judges and telling judges how to properly adjudicate a case which comes before them. So what does it mean when it says, don't make yourself like a lawyer? So he says over here, It can't be where, let's say, again, a person is coaxing, Let's say one of the parties to, one of the parties in a court case to lie. Obviously, again, because telling someone to lie ultimately again is, <clears throat> is of course rishos. That, that's evil. The Rabbi Niyona rather understands it as follows that, you know, we, we all know in life there are times where you could say something that technically speaking isn't a lie, but it's also not totally true. It's also not totally true. And what the mission is trying to, to highlight over here is the need to maintain a standard of honesty and integrity means it's not just enough to avoid lying, but a person has to make sure that his words ultimately, again, are MS as well. That's what it means when it says, don't be ka'arche adayonim. Literally, again, it means don't be like the lawyer. What it means is don't be the kind of person who teaches another to couch their words in ways that technically speaking aren't false, but are also not true. What does it mean? When the litigants stand before you, they should be both in your eyes like wicked. What does this mean? So this is actually very interesting. So the Rabbi says, of course, it, one should never look at any Jew as wicked. But rather, what does it mean? When you're in the courts, when you're in the court, if you're judging the case, don't, don't, don't go ahead and essentially play favorites. Don't go ahead and say, you know what, I think this guy's really right before you hear the entirety of the case. When they both come before the court, ultimately, again, they should both be viewed as wicked. In other words, or really they should both be viewed as culpable. You know, the Ma'aral in his commentary on this says something amazing. The Ma'aral says that, that in reality, most times, it's impossible to reach objective truth. And the reason for that is because all of us see the circumstances in life through our own lens. So even what we think is truth in reality is our subjective version of truth. As such, the Mishnah says when the litigants stand before you, view them both as wicked. In other words, so on one level, make sure to give them, give them both the, uh, under, don't start with a predisposition towards one of the litigants, but rather your mind should be open to discovery of facts and therefore neither of them should be looked at as innocent in your eyes the ma'aral adding in because the truth is neither is innocent each one is going to be able to convey their own version of the truth this is actually very interesting and when the litigants leave so let's say now you've gone through the process of judgment right so step one is don't go ahead and teach anyone to make misleading statements even if technically they're true step number two when you're the judge sitting in the courtroom Don't have a predisposition towards any one of the parties. Step number three, you've now gone through the case, delivered the verdict. Someone's guilty, someone's innocent, right? Someone's liable, someone's exonerated. How do you view the litigants when they leave your courtroom. He says when they leave your courtroom, you should view them as both righteous, assuming, assuming that they have accepted judgment. So this is this is incredible. So once they've accepted the judgment, the verdict you should view them both as sadikim. Now the Rabbeinu says, what's the chiddush of this? He says, Zohimidas chasidus. This is a high level of piety. Acher sha'ata yodeya, ta'an Lo ye olam kasha. fascinating. So remember again, the Rabbeinu says, well, one second. If someone's innocent, someone's guilty, that also probably means that someone lied. That someone lied. So what the Mishnah's going to teach me is, even though someone technically lied, Once the verdict has been delivered, if the parties accept the verdict, don't allow the guilty verdict for one of them to taint your image of that person. Right? It's really absolutely amazing that, in other words, once you've once you've judged. Let's say again, Reuven and Shimon come in, and Reuven's found guilty, Shimon's innocent, and it's quite possible that Reuven lied. Ruvain lied. So it would be normal to think that now your entire view and image of Ruvain is tainted. Right? Ruvain's a liar. Ruvain's a liar. The Mishnah tells me, Rabbi Yonah says the Mishnah's telling me is once the verdict is delivered, if if they both accepted the verdict, then ultimately again they should be viewed as tzaddikim in your eyes. It's such an incredibly profound idea. Cause what the Mishnah is really saying, like on a on a, on a very on a very deep level, on a very deep level is that People make mistakes, but we can't allow the mistakes that someone makes to taint their image in my eyes forever. This happens so often that my entire, I have a negative interaction with someone, or I know that someone makes a mistake or experiences a moral failure, and that mistake, that moral failure, it, it literally, it like taints my image of that person going forward. So instead of looking at it like this was an event, everybody has their low points, the person could hopefully rebound, Forever, you know, forever. Now I look at this person in a certain way, and the Abbe Yonah says the Mishnah is coming to teach us that Allah said, Don't do that. Don't do that. People have their mistakes. People have their ups and downs. Even though this guy lied, if he accepted the verdict, okay, the past is the past, and now look at him different. Uh, look at him as a tzaddik going forward. Incredible. Mishnah nine. Nah, Mishnah test. Shimon ben Shatach Omer examine the witnesses thoroughly. Be careful in your words. Lest you teach the witnesses to lie. Now what does this mean? Again, the Rabbi understands on a basic level. Once again, it's talking to the judge that when you have witnesses, give testimony, cross-examine them. Cross-examine them because if you cross-examine them multiple times, then ultimately, again, the truth will come out. In other words, Generally, unfortunately, when people lie, so they can only maintain the lie for so long. If you question them enough, the cracks in the story ultimately, again, will become apparent. What does it mean? Be careful with your words. Ultimately, again, lest you teach them to lie. So once again, the Rabbeinu Yonah understands over here that when the judge is cross-examining them, Ultimately, again, you know, be careful that your questions don't lead them to lie. In other words, sometimes when you're asking a question, so the person who you're asking to understands the answer that you're looking for. So be careful with the questions that you're wording, how you're wording the questions so that the questions themselves don't lead any of the parties to tell a falsehood. Okay. Again, the, the, you, All of these Mishnayis, which speak about judges, are never, of course, solely about judges who stand in a courtroom. Remember, it's important to understand, we're all judges, right? We have our courtroom, I have the courtroom of my life. People walk into my courtroom all of the time. person walks into my Dalai right, right in my presence, they're in my courtroom. We like to think that we're not judgmental, but we are incredibly judgmental. Sometimes we judge people without even realizing that we're actively judging them. Based on how they look, based on how they speak, based on how they present themselves in a variety of different ways. So all of these concepts that apply to an actual judge in his courtroom apply to us in our courtroom of life as well. And the mission is trying to sensitize us to how careful we have to be in the process of judging another be deliberate, be slow, be methodical. It's easy to jump to snap judgment about someone, but we all know so often, so often, those hasty snap judgments are often wrong, incorrect, and fundamentally false. We should try not to judge others, but if we're going to judge, which sometimes is like an inevitable reality, at least make sure to do it methodically and correctly. Okay, wishing everyone a good avach uh, and wonderful to continue learning these Mishnahis together.